Welcome back to the Modern Sage Podcast. I'm Leah Guy, your host. I hope you've been enjoying the show. And if so, please remember to give us a rating, a review, share with your friends. It's very helpful to help get the word out there. Today's podcast is going to be um, about notes on healing. And I want to talk today about the issue of trust. These are notes that I have just accumulated over the years. I write notes down when I hear people talking about um, topics commonly or things that people are repetitively dealing with. And I know trust is a really big issue for all of us. It's a big issue in our relationships. It's often a big issue in our family and even in our workplace. So I wanted to give it some time and attention today and just read, start the conversation with these simple notes that I've written down. Um, They're not that long, but hopefully they'll inspire other thought um, on the topic that we can learn from today. Okay, learning to trust again when you've been hurt. Trust doesn't have much to do with forgiving another. It has more to do with loving yourself enough to know the actions of the other are not personally related to you. It's loving yourself and building trust in yourself first. Not that you can control a situation, but to know that you can handle any situation you have to deal with. That requires a great deal of self-love. If we struggle with self-worth issues and don't believe we are lovable, worthy, valuable, or seen, or understood, these are the toxic emotions that get in the way of developing self-love. We need to work on creating confidence, determination, compassion, and self-forgiveness. If you feel like you don't trust, it can often be a gut-wrenching, terrifying experience that you can't handle the pain or the upset that comes from a broken heart or fraction. The conversation is often about how other people treat us And I know that there's validity to that, but what if we turn the conversation to how I treat myself? How do you treat yourself? What if we didn't self-abandon? What if we didn't disappoint ourselves? What if we didn't betray ourselves and self-sabotage? Can we trust ourselves to take good care of us? When we feel strong and confident, we trust that we can get through whatever is going to come our way, but no one likes the feeling of the pain, and so we try to run from it. And we know we have something to offer, and that what we have to offer, we want returned to us that leads to the expectation of even more pain and ultimately distrust. If the person is unable to give to us what we expect from what we give to them, then we will never establish a foundation of truth or trust. It's always a transactional experience. In this, we're setting up a dynamic to feel less than. It's like we're gauging our worth off of the expectations that we set for someone else to treat us a certain way. All of this is just part of the story that is our emotional energetic impact or imprint from the story of our past that says, I am not enough, that I am unlovable, and I am unworthy. Okay, so those are my notes on trust. I want to open this up to immediately, I think, obviously about trust in relationships. We have trust in our friendships, in our lovers, with our family. 
We have trust in relationships with our coworkers, but we also have trust with the relationship with our spiritual life. And I think we really need to start there because so often people on the spiritual journey, you know, we do all this talking and affirmations and meditations and prayers and interactions with other people. And we're partially experiencing this relationship with God or the universe or with our angels or whomever is the divine source in your life. Um, also as a transactional relationship, the, I need to do this so that I'll be rewarded. If I show up a certain way and if I do enough prayers each week or say my affirmations every day, I will feel better. If I do something good for someone else, God will like me and make something good happen for me. And there's often, although we talk about faith, and we talk about trust in our spiritual life, there's often a lack of it, a lack of fundamental, essential trust in the divine, in divine order, in divine planning, in the universal system, however you think of it. There's often a foundational lack of trust in our spiritual life. And even there, it comes down to a sense of, I am not worthy. Because if we feel worthy, if we feel connected, if we feel part of the whole equation that we can't understand with our rational mind, but if we felt truly as important as the next person or as the minister or as the guru or as our ancestors or as whomever we judge ourselves against, if we felt as important and as elevated and as conscious and as good as those people that have seemed to be able to experience life um, with majesty and, and magic, if we felt that good about ourselves, then we would trust the way life happens for us. It would not be a transactional experience of this happened to me because I'm a bad person. And I know there's the essences of karma and there's, you know, the beliefs and how prayer works and there's all kinds of different ideologies behind this. But I just want to talk about it in a secular way regarding our feeling of our value. If we felt valued by God, if we felt worthy to be here, if we felt on the level of like an angel who's come here to help others and save the day, if we felt that purposeful and valuable, I believe we would have a much easier time trusting in everything that happens to us, including the difficult things that happen to us. This transactional way of living basically sets us up to say, um, if I'm doing good, then I experience good. If I'm doing bad, then I experience bad. There's something wrong with me and life is out to get me. And that is uh, a way to protect ourselves behind our shame, essentially. It's a way to hide behind our, our feeling and to be con confirmed on a regular basis that what we do um, is being judged by the great whatever. 
If we weren't being judged because we were all of equal value and had equal worth, and we were all equal participants here, and we had all the same access to the same resources that everyone else did, including finances and love and money and time and, and food and water, if we all had the feeling of safety and trust to the resources that are available to us here, that sense of trust and faith within us would be constant because we would believe and know that it's not a matter of deserving these things. We are just part of these things. Therefore, those things are available to us just as much as they are to every other person. But we don't like it when bad things happen. We don't like it when we don't feel good. We don't like the difficult experiences. We don't like being cheated on. We don't like being lied to. We don't like being told we're not good enough or me- being made to be feel-, feel small. We don't like pains in our body and diseases that take over us. We don't like the tree that falls into the house and takes the rest of our money. We don't like any of these experiences and we don't think that we should deserve those if we're good people or if, um, you know, if we've earned our place here. We don't want to deal with pain. We don't want to be broken up with. We don't want to be left. We don't want to feel the discomfort of what we have judged and determined means that we are not valuable, that we are not worthy. But what if all of those things that happen, happen, and they do happen regularly to all people, and we were able to accept that although these things are uncomfortable, it doesn't have, it doesn't equal value to my worth. Then we could go into relationship and be in relationship, not for the expectation to be validated or to be um, somehow proven that we're lovable or somehow worthy enough for love, but we can go into a relationship in order to relate to other people and know that we're going to experience some difficulties in this relationship. We know that there's a chance that there might be some suffering in this relationship. We know that we, we may be in exchange with another human being who is wounded and who has come from trauma and ancestral history of pain and inflicts that pain on us. And although it hurts us because we are emotional beings, it doesn't have anything to do with us. It doesn't have to do with our value or our worth. When we can understand how our emotional imprints from our stories, how we have brought forward the implications of the false beliefs and the limited thinking and the insecurities and the self-doubt and the guilty conscience and the fear of intimacy and that the, the discomfort of feeling detached from people that we love and the confusion as small children of why I'm having to beg, borrow, and steal to try to get my needs met or to manipulate my, my parents so that I feel loved today and to lie about this so that I get this other thing that I need in my life. If we didn't have those stories that we're bringing forward into the present moment, then we'd be able to exchange with people in a relational way without taking everything personally. When we start taking things personally, 
then we start judging everything that happens against our worth. Now, I know trust and faith are the really big words. And when we're in the relationship dynamic, a lot of people have used the pain of the past when they've been hurt or betrayed or cheated on and created a wall to pretend to practically protect them from hurting again. It's a very simple concept that hurt. I don't want that. I'm going to put a wall here and then no one else can get to me in that way. That wall, we create, we create one wall, then we create another wall and then we create another wall and we have ourselves convinced that the actions of others are more powerful than our own strength. And we have to protect ourselves from the pain that others can inflict upon us. But what if we trusted ourselves so much and we knew that the actions and behaviors of others and even the actions and behaviors of life, how it is orchestrated that we can't understand with our rational mind, didn't have anything to do with us personally, but we spent our time building trust within ourselves that we could show up in a relationship and not have the walls, but instead have clear boundaries. To trust ourselves enough to know that I'm potentially entering into a situation here that will cause some uneasy feelings or experiences because any relationship with any other living being is likely to do so from our human limited and fractured states. But if we trust ourselves enough because we've done our self-healing work and we've learned the tools to come back to our own inner center, if we've learned how to create a safe space within us, then we can go out into the world and people can say mean things to us. People can, you know, make nasty comments online to us. People may lie to us or cheat on us or steal from us. And those things never feel good because it feels invasive. But if our boundaries are so clear that the invasion only goes to a certain point and then we enter into this safe space where no one really has access to besides ourselves and those that we give special permission, then we can always come back to our center with such ease and not be rocked off of our center every time something happens. We're not blaming other people because we're more focused on us finding our center and staying balanced and healthy and trusting ourselves to process whatever experience happens. The problem is most people haven't been taught how to do this. We're not taught how to look at our emotional pains and process them. We're not taught really how to build enough self-confidence and to build that center within us unless we stumble across some kind of platform or course or meditation series or healing work online or in your community when you're an adult. We don't have these skills when we're younger. And so all of us have been operating from our emotional imprints based in pain or confusion or fear or lack of trust in self, lack of intimacy with others, lack of trust in others. And then we project that, which is a lower vibration, into all of our other experiences so that we have the reflection sent back to us again of our value. Well, we're always seeking the reflection of self and the identity of self. And luckily, we do get to witness that in everything that we see and come across in our day-to-day life, in our relationships, 
in our homes, in our communities. We build that. We co-create that. And those reflections that we see, of course, we want them to be trustworthy. We want them to be kind. We want them to be compassionate and empathetic. We want those reflections to be safe places for us. But if we aren't a safe place for us, how can we ever expect the reflection to be? If we can't create the safe haven to learn the trust, the centering, the, the self-commitment, self-love, our self-worth, our value, our connection to the greatest resource that exists, source, that we are part of this dynamic, infinite matrix, fabric, tapestry of life, that has equal access and importance as every other single living thing. When we can trust that, then we can start building the trust within ourselves. Now, how do we trust that? How do we create that experience? Prayer is wonderful. A lot of people are praying as a transaction. Meditation is wonderful. A lot of people, though, are meditating to try to just free their mind. Being in nature is wonderful. How are we participating in the relationship with our spiritual life? This, to me, is the biggest factor of creating trust in oneself in creating trust in our spiritual relationship and dynamic, whatever that is, our beliefs, and in creating trust with others, is being in relationship to the divine. And that can look like any other relationship. Whether it's, for me, I love entering that relationship in worship, in music, in prayer, in listening, in practicing intuition, in talking to animals and plants, in being still in nature or active in nature, it doesn't matter, but engaging with it as much as I can, in singing, in voice, in chanting, in resonating, those primal beats with other people and other instruments. There's so many ways to have relationship with spirit. And when we do that, that connection that is formed, and if you want to think of it energetically, the crown chakra, the sixth and seventh chakra energy that is formed, the bond, it is just as important as that root chakra energy of feeling safe. We need to trust in something not just beyond us, but that's connected to us through and through. It is part of us, but that part that extends beyond us into realms that we can't understand. How do we trust what happens to us in this bigger picture? 
And it's by committing and forming relationship to self and to that higher vibrational energy. For the people who work with me one-on-one, often in my sessions, you know, I call in the energy and spirit of their guides and angels and loved ones and ancestors. And, and I pull that energy all together in the space where we're, where we're at. And I ask my client to visualize this presence of energy that's connected to them and that has been part of their life, whether they've sensed it or not. And the power that we create in this room, in this space, is amazing. It's also informative. It gives me information. I trust it because I have witnessed the power of healing and prayer and channeling and energy guides and intuition. I, I witness it time and time again. And it's not because I'm special. It's because I work on the relationship. I trust and take risks in the listening to share what I hear. I, um, you know, I write about things and I share them with my clients and with you right now. It's a process of not just asking for, not just setting up expectations from relationships or from God. It's about the inner dynamic exchange that happens between you and them. And the reflection back to us will be the thing that helps increase our sense of self-trust and confidence and security, which ultimately leads to our worth. So if you're struggling to trust other people, then I would first say, where don't you trust yourself? Where's the struggle of insecurity within you? Where are you lacking in your relationship to spirit, to the divine? How can you build and strengthen that in support of building and strengthening the connection back to you that's connected to all other living sentient beings and then build that trust within? And as you build the trust within, it's not a guarantee that no one's ever going to hurt you again. That's not how life works. We don't get to be just free, except for how we trust ourselves to experience the suffering and the pain, which ultimately is a freedom. But we're not just completely free of pain and suffering, but we can be free in our spirit to not let that pain and suffering demolish us. So if you need support in this way or in any way, there's so many places to reach out. I I know this and I also know that it's frustrating because the journey of self-healing is not a quick and easy journey. I know for myself and for most of the people that I work with and speak to, you know, It's a trial and error and hunt and peck and looking for the right voice and the right support. But there are so many people that are committed to health and healing. And I believe that would help be able to help you right where you are. 
And sometimes that might look like a therapist and sometimes that might look like a body worker. Sometimes that might look like um, a healer, an author, a motivational speaker, an online course. So what I know is true is that that intimate relationship with you and yourself and you and spirit or divine, however that is for you, I know that 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 intimacy, when we haven't been nurturing it regularly, it can feel a little, well, it can feel distant, just like any other relationship. And then we go, where do we start? And I always tell my clients and myself when I'm feeling that way, start with what interests you. Go to the bookstore and sit in the section of whatever you're interested in, whether it's mystical references, quantum physics, philosophy, poetry, angels. Start there. Turn on your favorite soulful music. Let yourself dance or just lie on the floor with your headphones on and feel the words and the power of the music. Let yourself get down on your knees maybe like you did when you were a child, and say a basic prayer or just lean over the bed or your altar or whatever space that you have and just listen. Maybe you just need to sit and listen. Or maybe if you live in the city, I know for me it was very hard in the city always feeling like I needed to get away and get grounded. Maybe you need to just go sit in a park or hike up to a hill and get a perspective that you haven't had in a while and commune. You know, we build community with our farmers markets and our art galleries and our parks and so many things. We need to build the community within ourselves, the community that is so sacred between us and spirit and build that relationship and that's where that, the uh, core, the center of that self-trust begins. If you need any help or support, I'm always here. Um, thanks for listening. And also remember my latest book, Overcoming Toxic Emotions, is available on Audible and anywhere books are sold. And um, I'd love to see you someday on my courses or my live streams or wherever you can uh, jump on so we can have more learning and healing and growth together. Follow me on social media at Leah Guy Live and I hope you have a great day. 